Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today, we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 2, Episode 13, titled Darkness Falls. Now, this is a great episode. I loved this one. Like, this is one of those episodes that we get every once in a while with Avatar and with Korra. Where the whole thing's basically just one extended action sequence. And it's a really good action sequence at that. So the whole thing is riveting. It has this constantly moving, non-stop pace to it. Like, it is absolutely riveting. They have some really visceral moments in there. And it does have, as well, that weird, ethereal feel that, and I've mentioned this before, I kind of wanted this entire season to be. I kind of wanted to be leaned into a hell of a lot more for a season literally titled Spirit. I mean, yeah, sure, they still have the Dark Avatar stuff, and all that's kind of stupid, but as, like, one contained episode, it's still awesome. It's still really, really brilliant. So, I guess the star of this episode, narrative-wise, is the search for Jinora. Tenzin, Boomy, Kaya, all... Go out in a group and search for Jinora, and they have this weird journey through the spirit world. Uh, they come across very dangerous, very mean, not even dark, just asshole spirits. And they get lost, and they keep coming past the same mushroom. Which confirms that they're lost. Like, literally, verbally confirms. Yeah, you're lost. You passed by me, like, five times. And then, of course, Iroh comes along. And gives Tenzin, indirectly, but still gives Tenzin, the idea to go into the Fog of Lost Souls. And I love the idea of the fog, where it's basically just this prison for humans in the spirit world that just slowly turns people insane. It's great. It's a really, really cool concept. Uh, doesn't start off very well, because it has a very unnecessary cameo from Admiral Zhao. 
and it feels really pandery and stupid and unnecessary and it didn't need to be there at all. It annoyed me a lot, but after that, you have this whole thing where, okay, this is really embarrassing, but I literally just had to stop the podcast right in the middle of recording to go and take a shit. That literally just happened. <laughs> so that's how my day is going. Anyway, uh, so after that really annoying, really unnecessary, I hate it, Zhao cameo, you have this really incredible sequence uh, where everyone around Tenzin slowly going insane. Boomy goes insane. Kaya goes insane. They run off. Tenzin loses them. And then there's this amazing, amazing moment. Where Tenzin is on his own, trying to hold on to who he is. I am Tenzin. I am the last hope for future generations of airbenders. Yada, yada, yada. And he has these own interjections into his own little mantra of, But what if you fail? Oh, you're gonna fail. You're gonna fail. You're gonna fail. You're gonna fail. The one thing. He is most afraid of is failing miserably to uphold his father's legacy. That is the one thing he can't stand. And we've seen this arc go across this entire season, especially with his failures of going into the spirit world. Like, he is so afraid of failing his father's legacy. He wants so desperately to be the man his father envisioned him to be. That he has this like nagging, anxious voice in the back of his head just crippling him. And it's being personified in this sequence. And then he has this vision of Aang saying, hey, dude, you're not me. You're Tenzin. Stop trying to be me. And it is at this moment that he starts to understand, I need to stop trying to be my father. I need to be me. I need to forge my own path. I need to follow my own legacy. And he has this great affirmation where he's yelling out, I am Tenzin. And this clears the fog enough for him to find Denora, find Boomy, find Kaya, and have them all escape. This alone, this plotline alone makes this episode fantastic. Makes this episode absolutely brilliant. That was incredible. It really, really is. It's an amazing closing out of this arc for Tenzin, while also giving us the satisfaction of now Janora can finally escape the spirit world. Uh, but of course, the main plot line of this episode is Korra's fight with Vatu. 
That is what most of this episode is spent on, and it's a really, really fantastic fight. It is a really brilliantly done action sequence. I love everything about it. Every single second of it is a serious nail-biter. Uh, you have Korra using all of her power, every little ounce of it, to try and hold back Vatu. Meanwhile, Mako and Bolin are trying to hold off Unalak. Trying to keep him from fusing with Vatu. And there's this amazing little chess match inside of this fight of Unalak cannot get back into the spirit world since Korra pretty much shoved him out. Unalak cannot go back into the spirit world. Unalak cannot be allowed to fuse with Vatu. It can't happen. We need to stop him. It's really, really brilliant. But then, of course, this fails. Unalak does indeed fuse with Vatu. And becomes the Dark Avatar, as this show very uncreatively names him. And despite the stupidity of this concept, we get an amazing Avatar fight. We get a really brilliant Avatar fight. And it's incredible. It's really magnificent. It's just this frenzy of dueling Avatar states. Dueling bending. This frenzy of spiritual titans battling it out with one another. In the purest possible sense. Now, as this is happening, we get a really intriguing scene that I have to mention. So, Mako and Bolin are trapped by Eska and Desna. And Mako's trying to convince them, hey, your father's crazy, you need to stop. And then Bolin puts on the waterworks and is like, ah, I'm so sad that your father's gonna cause 10 year, 10,000 years, man, 10 years would be nothing, 10,000 years of darkness, and we're not gonna be able to be together. I love you, Eska. <laughs> like, has this cartoonish crybaby breakdown and <laughs> and Eska is all in for it she kisses Bolin lets them both out and is like yeah you're probably gonna die but if you don't 10,000 years of darkness together sounds pretty okay and so Mako and Bolin go off back to the spirit portal. And as they're running away, Mako's like, Wow, that was the greatest acting I've ever seen. You totally fooled her. And Bolin is just like, Heh, Yeah, acting. As he sheds a tear. So I guess, like, Bolin actually loves Eska? I'm gonna be honest, I forgot about this development. I'm gonna be honest, I forgot this part happened. But yeah. Bolin is actually <laughs> f 
fully in love with Eska. And he's just taken this whole 180 of being afraid of her to being totally 100% in love with her. It's so weird. It's so weird and great, and I love it. And then we get this really brilliant, really gut-wrenching ending. Where this fight between Korra and Unalak ends. With Vatu pulling Rava out of Korra. And just brutally beating her to death. Brutally beating Rava to death. And I love this visual of as Rava gets hit more and more and more and more. You see various past avatars just dissolving away into nothing. Like each hit represents an avatar. Gets hit once. Aang dissolves. Get hit twice. Roku dissolves. Kiyoshi. Uh, Kurok, Yang Chen, all of them just dissolved into nothing. And then Rava just goes away, just dissolves into dust. And then Unalak just transforms into this massive Vatu monster deal. And it's just like... A new era of darkness begins and dissolves into the southern lights. And then it ends. Uh, okay. That's something. I mean, look, plot around this episode, iffy at best. But this episode just on its own is magnificent. This episode just on its own is really, really great. I will definitely underscore this as a highlight of this very, very flawed season. Uh, And we only have one more left. We only have one more episode in this particular season. So, get ready for that. Hopefully I won't have to shit in the middle of talking about that episode. God, that that was so stupid. That was so freaking dumb. I swear that never happens. For first time listeners, I swear the vast majority of the time I am okay, I am ready, I am poop free, and I just sit here in one sitting and do this. I swear that was an outlier. That's someone's first impression of me, is just getting up to poop in the middle of the podcast. Good God. Uh, If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button. On the Anchor app, I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything you get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 2, Episode 14.
16, the season finale. Talk to you then.